0: Welcome to media MD, your fortnightly dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Dewald, And we are back to talk about Explained, which you prescribed to me a fortnight ago, Elliot. Um, yes.
1: So hit us so with that plot course, summary.
0: Yep. Start up with the plot summary. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I I don't know what to do. <laughs> like there's a few jokes we can make, but I guess I'm just going to talk about what the show is. Um he, yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's it's a series of of short documentaries, I suppose, um, kind of explanatory, where they explain different concepts from K-pop to cryptocurrency to esports to cricket to all kinds <laughs> of things. Um, there are twenty episodes in total, at least in this first season that aired from kind of May until uh, September last year, and um, they're greenlit for a second season as well, so we'll be getting more. Uh, more explanations of things as we go um <laughs> yeah
1: i'm looking forward to that
0: yeah yeah me too um i guess uh, that's that's all the plot we are going to talk about <laughs> for this so uh let's let's just dive into talking a bit more about the show um yeah so i guess i'll start out by saying i liked it i liked it quite a, a fair amount um although the amount i liked it was dependent on the episode
1: yeah yeah that's fair
0: not so much in terms of the quality of the episode which i think was fairly consistent but just in terms of the i guess the way to describe it is i think the documentaries are set to be quite entry level
1: yeah that's that's definitely fair
0: yeah they explain they explain the basics of a concept right and so there are some you know uh the water crisis or uh Ones like that that I didn't really know about that much, the subject matter before going in, or or like K-pop, which I really don't know anything about. And those ones were very entertaining and and engaging to me because it's it's finding out all these new things, you know, entry level, but all new to me kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. Whereas if I watched one like the one on political correctness or the one on esports, which are two things that I already kind of know a fair amount about. It was really covering all the basic stuff, like there was maybe one or two new things or kind of new ways to frame things, but uh, nothing that was really new in those kinds of episodes to me.
1: Uh yeah, I'd agree with that. There were definitely a few episodes on things like for me one of the ones was cryptocurrency. Like I, I was already pretty pretty aware of, of blockchain and how that works from university. Yep. And there was like maybe one or two small little things that you learn out of it, but overall, like, you know, for most of the twenty minutes you're sitting there being like, Yep. Yep.
0: Yep, that's how yep. that works. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I think yeah, I, these these are very well produced documentaries. I I don't really know like when we talk about media on the show we'll often be like oh the characters the cinematography blah blah blah. <laughs> um I don't know what those technical criteria are as much for documentaries. Um it was entertaining. I felt like I learned things and it was uh, interestingly it like visually it was interesting enough to keep me engaged. Um so I guess I'd give it a thumbs up on the technical scale. They have a lot of uh cool people that they talk to as well yeah you know, for for the cryptocurrency one they talk to the the founder of uh dogecoin which is fun
1: <laughs> uh yeah but there's there's one on the um on the sort of gender wage gap i th- uh, i yep. think is is the phrase they use and and they've got hillary clinton uh yeah. in that one so that you know there's there's big names sort of spread out throughout the uh the series
0: yeah it feels uh, prestigious it feels trustworthy yeah. you know and i mean it's vox and they Obviously quite media giants, so that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I like the show a lot. Um, I think some of my favourite episodes are uh the gender wage gap one I really liked, the one on the water crisis I really liked, um the one on music, which was the first one that I saw, I really liked.
1: Yeah, the music one was fascinating to me because I didn't realise how unique it was to humans to be able to appreciate all the aspects of music. I found that yeah. fascinating to learn about.
0: I guess that's that's a good jumping off point for something else I wanted to discuss, which was the music episode, to me, um, represented a, a really kind of, like, scientifically-minded documentary, which I, I... So, okay, let me take a step back. This was the first <laughs> one I saw. And I don't know why, because it seems like it's the last one in the actual series, but for some reason, my Netflix had them backwards.
1: No, my mine did the same thing. And so, in fact, we, we watched them almost in order. Like, we jumped around a bit, but it was very yeah. much... We, we'd, like, load up the episode list every time and scroll down to the bottom. For some reason, Netflix has them in, like, reverse air date. Yeah, uh, I don't order. know why.
0: It mm. was weird. Anyway, um, the music one is basically about humans' perception of music and where that comes from and... There's a lot of kind of evolutionary science in there to talk about, like, you know, all the different components of music, like tonality and rhythm and all these things and how they're all together, they're unique, a a unique combination to humans, whereas, you know, other animals will display other elements of these things. Um, Yeah. And it was fascinating. It was just such a, I think it was my favorite, uh, my favorite episode. It was just so compelling and so interesting um and i think it set a pretty high bar for the series that i don't think that many of the episodes actually lived up to afterwards it was just like really started with a highlight
1: yeah Uh, i mean that's interesting that wasn't that was the so that was the last one i watched the music one and i i thought it was all right i i agree though it it took a very scientific angle it's something that isn't you know necessarily super scientific like you know music and musical enjoyment is is quite subjective but they very much just went for the scientific angle of what isn't like oh how do you define music and and what are the components that make up music um yeah whereas you know some of the other more uh i guess social ones so for instance you know the I would say I think the only one I remember having issues with some of the things they actually said, like where I felt that their facts were maybe not correct, um, mm. was there's one about uh, fairly early on about diets and and why mm. diets fail, um, yep. and that one didn't really seem very scientific, which is fair because nutrition science is a mess um, <laughs> as, as as like a as a science, um, yep. but they mostly just talked about various bits and bobs that you know they just, that episode just sort of jumps around a bit and yeah like i said it had statements in it that i think are patently untrue mm.
0: yeah interesting i guess yeah i i, I didn't really consider until you framed it like this but most of the episodes come from a social kind of ex- examination uh framing right like obviously ones that are like overtly social problems like you know the the racial wealth gap or the gender pay gap stuff like that but even things like um k-pop or uh esports they're coming at it from this perspective of like how has this come about socially what does this mean that kind of thing um
1: i think cricket cricket was the other one i i expected the cricket episode to basically be the rules and a summary of cricket the sport but it was actually the history of cricket Uh, and it it goes over the very (laughs) basics of the rules in about two minutes and then the rest of it's dedicated to you know explaining cricket's journey from proper five-day test matches to 2020
0: yeah which i found fascinating i mean i'm australian so i obviously know the rules of cricket but i'm not like a huge cricket fan i'm not you know i'm not uh, i i don't know all the history and stuff and so watching this episode was very much like Oh, that's what all those things that I always kind of half knew what they meant actually mean <laughs> um yeah i I actually found myself enjoying the social examination aspects a lot um k pop the k pop episode is a good example. They talk about like the first k pop band and how its influence kind of shaped this industry based off of kind of these three media giants that built these k pop bands and like all this all this very interesting history of how this thing came about um
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I guess I don't want to just talk about each of the episodes, <laughs> but we could. But, like, yeah. I, I guess my overall thoughts about it so far are kind of... It, it's entry level, and so I think if you actually know about a topic, you won't really get much out of watching that episode. But um, a lot of the angles they take with some of these are not what you would expect, um, which is good.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And, 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 yeah, definitely. I think the ones I reflect on the most as as ones i really enjoyed were those ones that were on topics i don't really know about
0: yeah well i'm curious i asked you last fortnight what which one your favorite was and uh yeah. since the, I, I don't think you were able to answer it at the time but since then have you had some time to reflect on it what do you think
1: uh no i think my the first thing that jumps into my head when you ask me like what episode i liked the most the one that has been the most memorable is still that one that's just on the exclamation mark um mm. like I think I think that's what I said last time and and it's it's just the one that jumps out to me because that was a topic that I just wouldn't have thought you could make a 20 minute documentary on um but I've <laughs> I found it kind of fascinating learning about this um you know because they spend a lot of it uh talking to and interviewing um i guess like copy editors and and all that yeah. sort of then that's that's a world I didn't even really appreciate existed <laughs> yeah um yeah so it was it was kind of interesting just sort of seeing seeing that because honestly that's just not the sort of thing i really care about like when I, i'm one of those people who write with like seven exclamation marks so i'll probably give half the people that they interviewed a heart attack um <laughs> so it was it was kind of fascinating yeah.
0: i i thought that was a pretty great episode too it was it spoke i think the parts about it i enjoyed the most were it spoke about kind of the the gendered differences between how people use the exclamation mark in different contexts in like the business world I yeah very fascinating
1: uh for about like well actually and now I'm probably gonna start again, but for weeks after watching that, I was suddenly so much more aware of what punctuation I was using in all of my like business <laughs> emails. Yeah. Uh yeah. so much yeah, I imagine I'm gonna start doing that again. Well so what would you say was your favorite episode?
0: Uh I think I have to say the music one. I So yeah. I'm a big fan of Carly Ray Jepson, who was the narrator for that one, so already I'm on I'm on it. Um, <laughs> and then it just like just finding there's there's part there's a part of that episode which you kind of alluded to where they basically list off different elements that um combine to to make what we would call music. Um Yeah. You know, rhythm, tonality, whatever. And they talk about how these different elements are exhibited in animals. You know, oh there's this animal who's learned to kind of tap along to a beat, or there's this bird that can nod its head to a beat, or there's this other thing that can mimic human sounds but can't actually kind of transpose them so they don't quite understand music to the same way humans do and all these like different puzzle pieces that have come from the animal kingdom that then combine to give us our human like intuitive knowledge of music and it, i just mm. found that so fascinating yeah and and then that episode also has a large portion of it dedicated to kind of talking to and and talking about uh this this uh dj whose name escapes me but who basically uh <sighs> Had some kind of medical problem that meant that she lost her perception of music for a while.
1: Uh, yeah, that was fascinating.
0: Yeah, and so to me that episode just—I be- mean, it was—it was a bit kind of scattershot in the things that it dealt with, but all of them were just very interesting kind of applications of the question: "What is music, and why does it exist?" <laughs> um, which I found fascinating. Yeah, I—I—I I, I really did like this series, but I think—I think one other problem I had with some of the episodes was they they felt very abrupt, and, or they felt like they ended very abruptly, I should say. Um, I think I had this same yeah. problem when we were talking about uh, uh, Sapiens, the book, you know, however many weeks or months ago that was, um, where it, it, a lot of these documentaries follow the same kind of style, where it's, here's the history of the thing, here's where it started, here's where it is today. The end. And then it just kind of ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I really feel like they a lot of them are missing a kind of point that they're trying to make. Some of them do yes. make points. Like the music one is like talking about, oh, this is actually how music works and this is what we know about it and this is what we might learn about it in the future. Or um, the water crisis one kind of tells the narrative of, of uh, the water crisis and how some countries have had to like deal with running out of water and how that's actually happened and what that means for the world's future but some of them just kind of end really abruptly and i feel like they need a some of them need a stronger theme to carry throughout the episode
1: yeah i i definitely remember having a few episodes uh when we were watching it here where it was it was definitely like it would sort of end and yeah it would just sort of suddenly the credits were up and you're like what what was the point though yeah. <laughs> like uh whereas other ones would end on this like one liner that sort of summarized the subtle point they'd been making the whole way through, and you're like, "Yeah, nice."
0: Yeah, yeah, it kind of leaves you with a sense of closure. I think yeah. one example is uh, there's one on on the female orgasm, which is narrated by Rachel Bloom, which is great, <laughs> perfect, perfect choice of narrator. Um, and that episode has some interesting kind of points and things that it talks about, and talks about kind of the history of women's sexuality and and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, But then it just kinda ends. And I remember I was mm. watching this one with my girlfriend, uh, this was the first one we actually watched together, and um and she just it just kinda ended and she looked at me and was like, Oh, is that it? It didn't really <laughs> say anything. And I was like, Yeah, I guess not, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that's a fair criticism.
0: But on the whole, I mean, you know, it's it they're documentaries, they're all, about all these different topics. they the kind of depth of them, I guess, is different uh defined by the experts that they talk to. I think they do a pretty good job of like talking about all these topics. And I can easily imagine that for one of these like esports or political correctness or whatever it is, for one of these that I know about, I can imagine an alternate version of myself who actually knows about music and the water crisis and would find those <laughs> episodes boring and would find these other ones really interesting.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely true. You, the ones where you find yourself bored because you already know it. It doesn't feel like it's because it's bad. It just feels like it's yeah. not aimed at you.
0: Yeah, and I, I I wouldn't even say I like I guess maybe bored is the right word but it it more kind of feels like oh I find I would find this engaging but I already know it like I already know what's going to happen in this thing, it, yeah you know? yeah um, yeah true and I don't think that's I think that could be framed as a criticism but in a in a show like this where it is hey we're going to explain the basics of something to you like that's its goal and so that means that yes okay not every episode is going to be for every person because they already know it but that's kind of okay
1: yeah um yeah, so I'll, I'll just jump in for a second, um, just because we, we talked about it briefly two weeks ago, but I hit up some of the YouTube versions of this that sort of mm. inspired the actual documentary series. And yeah, so it it wasn't like there's not just a Vox series on YouTube called Explained. It's just like Vox just does a bunch of different types of videos on YouTube. And, and one of the sort. it's not even really a series, but. Some of the videos they pop up are little, like, four-minute documentary type things right. that cover a topic. So, it's very much Explained has taken this concept that they're using for, like, five-minute videos and just made it bigger. Um, right, okay. And, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed Explained a lot more. I think the kinds of topics that you have to pick to sort of be able to do a little four-minute documentary on uh just weren't quite as interesting to me, at least. Um,
0: I'm curious to hear some of the ideas that you didn't find as interesting. Like, what kind of thing were they doing on the YouTube show?
1: Yeah. um, So I just basically went to Vox's YouTube channel and just, you know, loaded, like, I I think I watched about four or five just to get an idea. Yeah. Uh, So there was one on, like, why safe playgrounds aren't as good for kids, and then there was another one on, like, uh, why... Higher tax rates for high earners would be better. Um, sure, that sort of thing. And then there was a, another short one I watched on um, getting to the South Pole. Um, like you know, back hmm. when there was like a race to do that. So yeah. like, they weren't uninteresting topics, but they were definitely like you have to choose slightly smaller scope uh, when, you, yeah, when you're when you're aiming these five minute ones. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so I just I, I I think I think the concept of bringing it to Netflix and and making these fuller ones was was a good call. I I think I found the Netflix ones more enjoyable personally.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. I can see that. Um. Yeah. All right. Well. I guess that's explained. That's uh, a. <laughs> that's explained. Explained. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh boy. Oof, I'm glad we waited until the very end to do that. Uh, so, uh, I, I find it hard to give it a number because there are episodes I really liked and episodes I really didn't need. Um, yeah, But sure. I guess seven is, and that that feeling represented in a number probably is a seven out of ten.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I think, you know, compared to some of the other things we reviewed, there's probably a, a wider distribution of pieces that are building that seven, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's us talking about explained for this fortnight. Um, and now for next fortnight, we have a bit of a special guest who's magically just appeared. Uh, Matt Freeman, do you want to say hey, Matt?
2: Hi, everybody. Yeah, that was a fantastic conversation y'all just had that I was listening to this whole time. Yeah, um, thank you
0: for for sitting just in the corner and staying quiet all that time. It was very helpful. Um, no problem. But now you're no allowed problem. to talk.
2: <laughs> so yeah, my name is Matt Freeman, and I have I guess I have the prescription this week.
0: Yep. Um, uh, what have you brought yes. for us?
2: I have brought *Pulp Fiction*, uh, which is uh, probably the the big breakout movie of Quentin Tarantino's. Um, obviously, a very well known a- and and popular director. Um, but it came to my attention that certain people had not seen *Pulp Fiction*, um, and so I wanted to make <laughs> sure I wanted to make sure that 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 was remedied. So, in terms you're, of,
0: you're here to rectify that, yeah. I'm here to rectify <laughs> that, yeah.
2: So, in terms of why. Exactly. You know, like, obviously, Tarantino is a great director. And and I almost I I would recommend just seeing all of his movies. Mm. But this one, this one is a is a classic, I, I think on the meta level, it's just an extremely influential film, like for years after it, people were trying to make another Pulp Fiction to a degree that was really Annoying, because no one could really do it the way Tarantino does it.
0: <laughs> I So all I know about this film is the kind of stuff that has come through from it just being so much in the cultural zeitgeist. I'm curious. Yeah. like It'll be fun to actually watch it and see how much I actually know about it just from it being so influential.
2: I'm sure you know a huge amount.
1: Uh, I think most of my specific knowledge about it comes from that community episode about it, which is pr- <laughs> probably, probably needs remedying. I don't know if you've seen the
2: Simpsons episode. That's basically a spoof on it. Um,
1: uh, I don't think I have. Well, okay. maybe I have and I didn't realize that's what they were doing. <laughs> maybe I'll watch this film and be like, "Oh yeah, that episode." Oh, now yeah. yeah,
0: the whole of the Simpsons <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I think about
2: this fairly often. Actually, like showing movies like this and like The Matrix to to people in the future, they're just going to be like, "Yeah, so what?" I'm like, "No, no, you don't understand." Before this everything sucks okay <laughs> yeah um, it's
0: it's kind of that seinfeld effect where seinfeld now exactly. seems dated but that's just because everyone's copied it so much
2: exactly so on a more specific level i think the first thing you'll notice about this movie uh, from from the moment it starts is the, is the dialogue it's got that classic snappy tarantino dialogue um like the very organic believable human dialogue where he's he's somehow keeping the scene tense even if they're talking about absolutely nothing and you're mm. still learning a lot about the characters, even though they're talking about absolutely nothing, like th- that kind of thing, which he yeah. does he does in a lot of his movies, but this is kind of where he comes into his own and and this, you know, shows mastery of it. Mm. Then on the next, you know, the, the next bullet point would be that the performances. I mean, you've got really fantastic performances from uh I would say that my favorite performances of John Travolta, uh possibly my favorite performance of Bruce Willis. A a really classic Samuel L. Jackson performance, and then just a whole bunch of other actors that you have heard of and and will recognize. Um, And and (laughs) it's you know, there's, there's, I'm not, I'm not even going to say some of them because they're cameos and they're kind of surprising when they come in. Um, And it'll be, it'll be a nice surprise for you if if you're, if you, if you're not aware that actors in the movie. Cool.
0: Yeah, I always I always got the impression of of Quentin Tarantino that he's he's a great director at pulling good performances out of actors. I mean, we've mm-hmm. we've talked about Reservoir Dogs on the show which has um Tim Roth yeah. giving I think the best performance of his I've ever seen. In mm-hmm. fact, probably my I haven't seen that many performances of his that I really really like in the same way that I do in Reservoir Dogs. Um mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean there. Um and so, so, I mean, I guess the final thing I would say about it is is the narrative, which the way the narrative is done. And if you you can't you can't be alive now and not realize that Pulp Fiction has this nonlinear narrative. Um, I'm I'm sure you've heard of that if you've heard anything mm. about Pulp Fiction. So just the way that's done, it, it's not like everyone who has tried to copy it comes off as gimmicky. But it's <laughs> it's so it's so it's done so well in this movie that you. You, you could write a dissertation on how and why he, he makes the choices he makes, how and why he intercuts the scenes that he does and, and the way he manipulates the timeline the way he does. And it's just it, – this is actually a movie that just like endlessly bears thinking about.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: a- after you've watched it, I'd actually like to point you to at least one video essay about it where it actually changed the way I thought about the movie. And I already liked the movie a lot.
0: Yeah, I love that style of movie where it it's made in such a way that it really begs for uh, recontextualization. Watching it a second time,
1: exactly. I'm definitely be keen to to get the link to that video essay. Yeah, yeah.
0: we'll probably pop them in the uh, in the, the the episode notes for this very episode, so everyone watching along can can check it out too.
2: All right, yeah, I'll be sure to send you that. So that's all I had in the way of um, you know my pitch. Uh, so basically. You know that snappy Tarantino dialogue, fantastic performances, a really uh, what was at the time extremely novel way of telling the story, and overall just a fantastic experience. That uh, I I I don't know. I think I think you'll love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it is. I know that it's beloved, so we be, I'm sure there'll be definitely like parts of it that we adore at least. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to examine it from the perspective of people who haven't seen this film, and it's, yeah. you know see how well it holds up in a new lens uh, yeah, yeah definitely it's exciting um yeah well, we'll we'll have to check it out and then next fortnight we'll come back and we'll talk about what we thought about pulp fiction all right but that's the end of our show for this fortnight uh if you've enjoyed uh listening to us and want to leave us your comments on that thing we just talked about then you can do that by sending us an email at media at gmail.com
1: yes you can also follow us on twitter at media MD Podcast.
0: That's true. Uh, we also have another show that we do very regularly, two to three times <laughs> a week, uh, and that show is Deep Impact. It's a deep dive into a specific piece of media rather than a shallower dive into multiple different pieces of media, as this show is. Um, yeah. You can check that out on the website uh, that, for the network that that show is a part of, the Doof Media Network at doofmedia.com.
1: And so I think last episode of Media MD we announced that Deep Impact was about to start episode, oh, sorry, start arc three. And I think now yep. we can say it's about to start arc four because somehow, even though so much happened in arc three, it only lasted two weeks, which is crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, the first three arcs only took up one week of in-story time, which is pretty bonkers. It's <laughs> yeah. been like four months of our life, Elliot, <laughs> talking about it. Um, but yeah, if you want to understand what the hell we're talking about, go and uh, check out Deep Impact. It's a very fun show about a very fun story that uh, we think everyone will love. Um And I guess that's everything. You can check out most of that stuff on our website, MediaMDPodcast.com, and you can also there find clues for the MediaMD ARG, where you can help us figure out just who is Dr. MD and why is his choice of narrator so on point. Elliot, why don't you tell the listeners this fortnight's clue?
1: Smooth.
0: Smooth. And we'll see you next fortnight.